welcome to the Unstoppable Introvert Podcast. If you're an ambitious introvert who's tired of feeling that you need to be louder or more extroverted to succeed in business, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Hayley Maxwell, ferocious ice cream eater, leopard print lover, and business coach for introverted female service providers who want to get known for their expertise and grow a thriving business without having to shout or put on an extroverted mask. Every Tuesday, I'll share episodes packed with practical introvert-friendly advice, insights and strategies on how to show up, stand out and create a business that feels genuinely good to you. Because being an introvert isn't a limitation, it's a superpower that can make you absolutely unstoppable in business. Ready? Let's get started. Well, howdy, howdy, and welcome to the Unstoppable Introvert podcast. How are you doing? I hope that you've had a magnificent week. I want to say a big thank you to you for listening in, for choosing to pop your earbuds in or listen to me in the car, wherever you are. I know that your time is hugely precious, so it means a lot that you're tuning into me, and I really hope that you get a lot of value out of every episode um, and today's episode. And so in today's episode, I'm actually going to be talking about how you can intentionally set up your business or set up your week to help you thrive as an introvert. And specifically today, I'm going to be looking at ways you can set up your business in order to conserve your energy so that you can feel more energised throughout the week and so that you can be more effective in your work. So let's dive into some of the tips and strategies that I've got for you. Number one is to create some white space to recharge. So as you'll know, one of the key characteristics of being an introvert is that we get energised by spending time alone or spending time in quiet environments And we can end up feeling really drained by too much social interaction or too much simulation, too many things going on. And so this means we need to be really mindful of how we spend our energy throughout the day, throughout the week. And we need to make sure that we have enough time to recharge and restore ourselves. So if you know you've got a busy day of meetings or you've got a busy week coming up with meetings and calls with clients or prospective clients, it's going to be really important for you to make sure that you're scheduling those meetings with breaks in between them or that you're making sure that you're blocking off some time at the end of the day to relax and unwind. And you might also want to think about what else you've got on during the week too. So if you know you've got a busy client week with lots of calls or lots of meetings, then thinking about what other events or obligations you have in your personal life, for example, and at least looking at how you can either get some support for some of those or maybe what you need to think about 
um, saying no to or maybe what can be shifted around in order to give you that that greater headspace, that greater time to just recharge after a busy working day. And one of the things that's really great for this is if you use a tool like Calendly or another calendar scheduling software then what you can do is you can set specific days for having client calls for example and you can also set a predetermined amount of time before and after every call so that you create a buffer for yourself so that you're never going into back-to-back meetings and so Think about how much time between client calls you need to take in order to feel recharged. So maybe you just need to step outside for five minutes. Maybe you need to just feel the breeze on your face or the warmth of the sunshine if it's shining. Maybe you need a cup of tea. Maybe you need to sit down and just, you know, sit in a room of quiet just for a minute. Whatever it is you need and however it is that you work best and replenish best, think about how you can incorporate those, more of those moments between each of your client meetings so that you can always show up in your most energised, energetic way. And so scheduling in a good amount of white space is going to be not only better for you, it's also going to be far more better for your clients as well because you're going to be in a position where you can show up and do your best work. So tip number one is to think about how you can create more white space to recharge during your week. Tip number two is to organise your business week according to your energy levels. So this is expanding on our first tip. And really, it's all about getting an in-depth understanding of your energy levels and planning accordingly, because this is really crucial for introverts in business. But how do you actually go about doing this? How do you actually organise your business week to make the most of your energy? And so one way to do this is to conduct an energy audit. And so this is something that I do with clients when I first start working with them. It's really a very simple exercise that helps you to identify where you're at your when you're at your most energetic and when you are at your least energetic during the week. And so to do this, you would track your energy levels for at least a week. Uh, probably better if you can do it for a couple of weeks and you use a scale from one to ten where one is very low on the energy front and ten is very high on the energy front and you can use a journal or a spreadsheet or you can use your notes app in your phone to record your energy levels at different times of the day in the week and what I want you to do is for every day I want you to note down what activities you were doing and how you felt and what factors influenced your energy levels. So, for example, if you had 
been to bed late the night before or if you've got some personal things going on in your life that are causing you a bit of stress, is that influencing your energy levels? And then at the end of your audit time, so at the end of the week or the end of the couple of weeks, what I want you to do is look back at at your notes and look for any patterns. So look for times where you've really highlighted that you felt particularly energised or that you had more energy. Are there any patterns, you know, on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? And then you can then use that information to organise your business week according to your energy levels. So for example, you might find that you are, like me, you're more energetic in the morning and you're least energetic in the afternoon. And you might find that certain days of the week are more energising or draining than others. And then based on this, you can schedule your most important or challenging tasks, such as maybe any deep thinking work you've got to do or maybe when you are having really focused client calls or client meetings. So you can schedule those for when you are most energetic. So that might be in the morning for you or on the days when you're most energised. And then you can also schedule your less important or your easier tasks. And this is often things like your admin tasks, email replies for the afternoon or for the time when you are feeling less energised. So the time of the day or the time of the week when you are feeling less energised. And so by organising your business week according to your energy levels, it means that you can be more impactful and effective in your work. So you're, you're using your energy for good. So if I look at my week, for example, currently on Mondays, I don't have any calls at all. So I block Monday out of my calendar. I like to start the week with that white space that I've been talking about for really thinking and focusing on my business needs and my strategy side of things. So I like to look at things like my weekly stats um, and I like to see what I need to adapt and change for the week or the coming weeks ahead in order to help me to achieve my goals. And by doing this, it really helps me to feel organised and energised for the week ahead because I've planned my week out and I know exactly what I need to do and what I've got in the calendar. Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days where I typically schedule client coaching sessions and Wednesday is a backup coaching session day because I know that on Wednesdays I have other calls that I attend for my own personal growth. So that's the mastermind that I'm in and also I'm currently in another program or a course to further deepen my coaching skills and my coaching conversations as well. So that's my time aside on Wednesdays where I know that actually anything more than that is going to start really expanding and exhausting my energy reserves. So I like to make sure that things are spread out and I have a bit of flex in there and a bit of time to myself on Wednesdays as well. Friday is a day where I tend to focus on 
um, the podcast, for example. So I tend to schedule any guest podcast interviews for my guests on this podcast on Fridays. And if I am on someone else's podcast, then if possible, through their calendar, I will always choose a Friday to be on their podcast. And I also tend to keep Fridays for maybe any discovery calls or any networking chats. So just having coffee chats, touching base with other business owners one-to-one and yeah, just having a chat about, you know, what they're doing in their business um, and just really creating that connection. So that, that tends to be my Fridays, but often I don't have any calls on a Friday Um, And so then I obviously use that day for, you know, wrapping up the week that I've had, finishing off any admin tasks and making sure that everything my clients have needed during the week, that they've got all of that support and any of the information that maybe I've said I would send through to them. So making sure that they've got everything that they need. So having this kind of structure has just really helped me to reduce overwhelm and it's it's actually removed a whole lot of decisions. So it's given my week focus. It's given me boundaries because I know that I only really schedule client coaching calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays at the moment. So I know what to expect and that means that there usually aren't any surprises that that derail me. So I've got this structure, but there is flex in my structure as well, because obviously, you know, I believe that we do have to be, you know, flexible with our structures as well. But so long as it's really honouring our boundaries and our energy and, you know, it's going to be a good fit for both sides, for both the client and for me or for you personally as well. But essentially, you know, doing this means that I am protecting my white space and it makes makes sure that if, you know, the sun is shining, I can get out at lunchtime and I can walk the dog to recharge and defog my brain because I find that really, really helpful personally. I love to get out at lunchtime and just have that brain break to recharge and I come back more energised and more refreshed for the afternoon. Tip number three is to outsource your energy suckers. (laughs) So this is a pretty quick tip. We've all got our own strengths. We all have things that are absolutely worth our time and our energy investment that we absolutely should be the ones who are doing it in our business. However, there are also things that are going to suck our time and energy, things that maybe we're not so skilled at, for example. So this could be, you know, it might be graphic design, it might be video editing or podcast editing. It's the things that we get really frustrated with, the things that we don't enjoy, the things that take us ages. We might enjoy it, but it might take us ages because we fiddle with it too much, for example. Speaking from experience here with um, design side of stuff, I fiddle with it too much. Um, So it often takes me ages. And then what happens is these kinds of tasks end up taking a whole lot of our brain power to either figure out or a whole lot of our brain power because we are spending so much time being focused on them. Whereas 
you know, there's probably someone else out there who actually loves doing some of these things that we feel frustrated by or someone else who is way more skilled and faster than us. And so obviously I'm talking about outsourcing here. So I encourage you to think about those repeat tasks that you struggle with, that you get frustrated at, that you don't enjoy or that you know really suck your energy and you know that you actually really don't need to be the one who's doing them, that they could be passed on to someone else and then consider outsourcing them. So again, this is going to give you more of that white space in your week, which is going to help you to conserve your energy and give you that space for, you know, thinking work or just re-energising. So have a think about what some of those tasks might be in your business that actually you could do with getting a little bit of support with. Tip number four is to create a supportive environment and network. So as introverts, we really need to create a supportive environment and a network that can actually help us to grow and thrive in our business. And so there are two parts to this. And the first is finding a place where you can work comfortably and productively. So that's a space that's not got too much noise. It's not got too many distractions. It's a calm, quiet place that helps you to focus. Or maybe you might want to find a go-to spot, for example, that really helps you when you're in a bit of a creative rut so that you know when you go to that spot that it really helps you to kind of get your ideas flowing because you're in the right environment to support those ideas to flow. The second part is it also means finding those people who can support you emotionally and professionally each week. And this might be, you know, coaches, mentors, business friends or family. And so this is so that every week you can feel safe to get the support, the advice, the feedback or even some accountability so that you can overcome any of the challenges or fears or concerns that you might have, that you might face as an introvert in business. And so this might be, for example, maybe you're feeling a bit of self-doubt or maybe you're feeling a little bit isolated and lonely because, you know, introverts can actually feel a little bit lonely as well maybe you're experiencing a bit of imposter syndrome, for example. And by having a supportive network, it's going to help you to thrive because it means that you're going to be able to overcome some of those challenges as they present themselves, rather than kind of sitting and festering on them and overthinking on them. And I don't know about you, but I have done that plenty of times. And what happens is, is when we're sitting and we're overthinking things, when we're, our brain goes into that analysis mode, then what, what we can do is we can end up being really consumed by it. And it just burns through our energy. And it means that we start to procrastinate and we don't take any kind of action. And so by having that supportive network, it means that we can speak to the right person 
um, who is going to enable us to shift out of that challenge that we're having or is going to help us to see ways that we can take action to move through that more quickly so that we're not sitting there churning through and burning through brain calories. Tip number five is to create content before you consume content. Content, And so what do I mean by that? So as introverts, we tend to be pretty reflective, very analytical. We like to process information very deeply and thoroughly before we act or speak. And this can be a fantastic strength, absolutely. But it can also pose a challenge when it comes to creating content for our business, such as blog posts or social media posts, for example. Because what can happen is we can start consuming content and then we can easily become overwhelmed by the amount of information and inspiration that is available to us. And so it's really easy to spend a huge amount of time consuming content from other sources before we've created anything for our own business. So we get sucked into that social media vortex. And this can also lead us down that good old path of comparisonitis. So actually, it's not a good old path. It's the path of comparisonitis. And that's a pathway we actually don't want to be going down. So what happens is we then start comparing ourselves to others. We start feeling insecure or inadequate about our own content. And then, of course, that can lead to things like procrastination, can lead to perfectionism, thinking it's got to be the perfect post before we get it out there. Or we can start to self-censor ourselves. So maybe we have a bit of an idea for some content we want to create. We haven't created it yet, but off we go looking for some inspiration And we realise that people are in our industry maybe are not saying the same things that we are thinking about our type of work. So maybe we've got these fantastic ideas and opinions and beliefs that we want to share. But as we then look at social media and we either don't see other people talking about it in the way that we are, it might feed us a little bit of doubt. Or we might end up getting sucked into what other people are saying and adapting what we are going to say so that it ends up really not being our own perspective. It ends up watering down what our beliefs were in the first place, what it was that we were trying to share. And so all of this. So when you are sucked into that vortex and, you know, you're facing that comparison, you're feeling a bit insecure about your content, you're starting to think, I really need to up my game. I don't want to put anything out when it's not perfect. That that whole process that your brain is going through is essentially sucking energy from you. And it actually makes that content creation really unenjoyable. And then what happens is you don't market yourself because essentially you've spent so much time scrolling 
that afterwards your brain just feels like it has this huge amount of fog in it and you can't actually think about what it is that you're wanting to share. Actually, you have too much inspiration and then it confuses you even more. So to avoid this trap, I encourage you to create before you consume. So do not open up social media until you have created your content and until you are ready to post. And I encourage you to, where possible, put a weekly reoccurring appointment with yourself in your calendar and either produce that week's content in one go or the following week's content. And then schedule that content or at the very least know that, know which piece of content is going out on which day. So then it is done. And so then what can happen is when you post your piece of content, you can then go into social media with a far greater with far greater intention around your engagement. And so you can really focus on setting yourself maybe a specific amount of time where you are intentionally engaging with ideal clients, where you you are intentionally engaging with your audience. And once that time is up, pull yourself out of social media so that it is not sucking all your energy from you. And look, the thing is, is that content production, it is really nowadays, it is a key marketing activity. It it isn't a nice to have. So we all, in one form or another, blog posts, podcasts, videos, social media, whatever it is, we need it now in order to attract clients to us. So it's not a nice to have. It is that key marketing activity. So this is really about finding a way to create and produce content that essentially doesn't suck all of your energy. It's about finding a type of content that you actually enjoy creating. It's about finding that moment in your week where you are at your most energetically aligned for creating content like when what part of the week do you feel most inspired where actually you feel like you're coming to things with a fresh mind and you can come up with lots of ideas for that week or just it might just be three ideas for that week you can sit and create it and move on instead of trying to maybe do a piece a day um it means that you are using your energy in one little batch and getting the most out of your time for that time that you're spending on it. And lastly, tip number six, which leads on nicely from what I've just been talking about, is about batching your tasks. And so here's the thing, is that often, because we as introverts, we are are often great at that really deep, concentrated work. So often, 
you know, we get into the zone with a piece of work, okay? And it can be really difficult for us to keep switching tasks. What happens is your brain uses energy when you switch from task to task, okay? And if you're focused quite deeply on one task and then you suddenly have to stop and switch to another different task, it can be quite jarring. So it can actually take a while for your brain to almost catch up for your brain to reorient reorient itself and refocus. And so that's why batching can actually be really great for introverts. And look, batching isn't a new thing, but think about what weekly activities you've got or how you can batch certain activities that are similar together in order to help you to conserve that energy. So those were just a few tips and strategies I wanted to share with you about, you know, how to work in alignment with your introverted energy. I really hope that you found them helpful and if any of what I've shared today resonates, I'd really, really love you to follow or to subscribe to the show. Please do share it with your introvert business buddies. It would mean so much to get the word out about this podcast. And obviously, if you've really enjoyed the show, I would be over the moon if you were happy enough to rate and review it on your platform of choice. And everyone who leaves a review or rates it will go into a monthly draw to win a 60-minute coaching session with me as a little thank you. Simply screenshot your review and DM it to me via Instagram at the Hayley Maxwell or feel free to share it to your stories and tag me in. And so that's it from me for this episode. And until next time, go forth and be unstoppable.